Oh my gosh, welcome to Navigating Mindfulness. This is honestly one of the most enjoyable things that I get to do today. This specific podcast is really about personal and professional development and of course living a mindful life while building your businesses. And I'm super excited to say that, hey, my name is Cheryl Sutherland and um, I'm one of your co-hosts, your co-pilots on this delicious journey. And with me, I have the most magnificent person, one of my favorite people, Lisa McHale. Lisa, do you want to tell the people about who you is? Thanks, Cheryl. Hi, everybody. I am Lisa McHale, and I am, goodness, student of life above all. Uh, along my journey, definitely met this magnificent, magical manifester, Cheryl. And uh, after a few years of knowing her, we decided to do this uh, podcast in order to share uh, some of the mindfulness tips that have assisted us in navigating our life to where it is. So where I am right now, a uh, single mom of a beautiful, precocious 11-year-old girl, um, navigating whether she's going to go back to school or not. Also an entrepreneur, have a virtual assistance business as well as a CRM consulting company, uh, particularly in Salesforce. And on my journey to releasing a hundred pounds. So that's me in a nutshell. I'm gonna turn this over to Cheryl so she can tell you some of the exciting stuff that she's working on. Okay, well like, let's look at my nutshell. Um, <laughs> obviously, um, if, you, if you've met me before, you know I do a plethora of things. However, the, all of my brands really come down to one thing and that's helping you become your favorite version of you. And that looks like personal growth, that looks like you know, getting clear on what you want for your own business, whether what it is that you wanna do like in the next steps in your life. I help you do that with either using my personal growth goodies, which are like guided journals and then messages of positivity, whether they came as like enamel pins, mirror decals, water bottle labels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I also do workshops. I also do amazing multiple week courses um, that are allowing you to delve deeper, getting that experiential magic of just stepping into who it is that you really want to become, what you want to create and believing that you can have the things that you want. Because ultimately, I think that we all deserve delicious things. Um, of course, uh, relationship-wise or like regular thing-wise, I'm a single as a shingle, I guess. If that's not a saying, it is now. So Merry Christmas. Um, and um, actively looking at getting into a relationship and like really seeing what I want that to look like and allowing the universe to deliver that to me. In addition, um, really creating this new relationship with my body. I mean, like I'm tall and delicious, obviously. However, um, there's, there's been like a, I guess, a, a unsheathing of like what that actually feels like, what that looks like, really enjoying working in partnership with my body versus in opposition. And then, you know, just attempting to just again do that same work continue to evolve and to continue to grow and this is why we really wanted to birth this podcast because we actually had the most delicious conversation and it was just this great back and forth this great rhetoric and it's interesting because like to look at the two of us you're like oh this is this person or oh this is that person um but we are just so similar in so many ways i mean like i've always admired lisa for being an amazing business person and just having that strategy and being very clear on what she wants and who she is and I think that that's something that a lot of people can really aspire to be like especially with hang, handling and like growing through all these different areas of her own life and it sounds like I'm not gonna assume because it makes an ass out of you and me but I, I I also think that it's also reflected I feel like she she also sees a lot within myself that I'm not able to see and and thought me a word worthy adversary no a worthy partner to come together to do this sort of magic so for our initial session what we're going to be doing is a having like setting some of the context like what is this podcast what are we here to do why we want to support people why we want to create this and then also letting you get to know a little bit more about us i mean we're just not random talking heads um outing <laughs> random <laughs> like knowledge. I was like, curriculum? What is that word? Anyway, um, spouted like, you know, all these different things. We really want to make it so that you get to know us, that 
you also aspire yourself and inspire yourself, whether it's, you know, seeing different connections that you create as a result of seeing us, of, of having these conversations. Um, but I also feel most importantly that uh, the growth is really in the sharing. And no, normally I feel like if you're going to a personal growth workshop or doing an online course or something like that, really that those shares are, are where the magic happens because then you realize, oh my gosh, other people think like this or other people have grown through this or um, I can be this too. And then we all create more out of it. So really excited hashtag if i haven't said that already i'm gonna do that again um and what we're gonna do is we're gonna just talk a little bit more about like the basis of what we're looking to create and um talking about like the peace of mind square like really taking a look at all four areas in our lives where we are actively attempting to grow and are going to be continuing to grow um and then we're just gonna give you a little q a you talk a little like we're gonna learn a little bit about more about each other yep 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 and then um and then also help you uh get to know us as well a little bit more so with that lisa Yes. I've been talking for the last 45 minutes, it feels like. Um, what, um, if you would like to give some context to what we're doing here, that would be delicious. Yeah. Um, so personal and professional development, absolutely, uh, especially in business. So my driver was like, I wanted to be better at it. And what I got was this gift of having, a, I'm not going to say more well-balanced life, but I, or I will definitely say having um, life that's more in line with what I dream about and that has been probably the greatest gift and Cheryl's magic really for me comes from her ability to like light up all the time uh, she sees where I might be a little bit more strategic she's also strategic but she has definitely more fun seemingly with with things and with her lightheartedness ways has, has allowed me to accept sometimes I transition things like one of her greatest gifts was I transition through things maybe a little quicker instead of looking at it as a failure. And so that shift in mindset um, is part of mindfulness that we want to share that what she would term juiciness with you or deliciousness so that you're also able to acknowledge and receive these wonderful gifts that happen every single day. I mean, we literally had a conversation a couple of weeks ago and decided we should really do this. Um, not just for ourselves, but for everybody else to, again, know that one, they're not alone, two, minor, minor things make a huge difference, like this understanding of you didn't necessarily fail, or to fail fast, or the, the mindset is really the biggest thing. So that's our big thing. You also heard Cheryl talk about the piece of mind square, so I just want to recap really quick what that is, and those are four parts. Uh, there's the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual and there's subsets to each and over time we'll probably go through them because that is the framework by which we are um, delivering this information to you and so we're probably going to be asking a lot of questions and digging deeper into those subsets and how we are living this life and so one of the misconceptions I had in the beginning was that you would be firing at all sides of the square all the time and one of the questions is going to be what are you focusing on right now um, which ties into the mindfulness of being present to the right now, which is the present of the present. So, I mean, that's my synopsis of it is like all the while building a business, right? So that's where the layer of complexity comes in. I think where as business owners, you do have uh, responsibilities, fiscal responsibilities, and many of your familiar responsibilities and how do you balance all of that um, and still have a lot of fun. So I think between the two of us, you've got a good mix and I'm going to turn it back over to Cheryl to see where we're headed next. I love that. Like, it's like we're passing a baton virtually. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's the beauty of you and I sometimes, right? Like, we, uh -huh. we can do that. So where do you want to go? Okay, so um, just to add a little bit more magic to what um, Lisa was saying about the peace of mind square, basically, um, to just contextualize it, everybody has a box that they live in, right? And it's like where you're at right now. And that of course is broken up into those four areas, the spiritual, the mental, the physical, and of course, um, relationships. Yeah, I caught I emotional. 
emotional, emotional relationships, emotional, same. Yeah. 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 That's where that plays. And then, so basically when you take a look at your life and this is actually in my uh, clarity journal that I have with please notes, it gives you the opportunity to take a look at your life at each of these four areas and see, okay, would I rate myself a five here? Am I doing a great job? Am I putting too much energy here and not enough energy here? And really to make sure that you have like a well-rounded life, you want to be putting um, like as much energy evenly as you can and then also notice where you're not putting enough or where you want to put more from a place of non-judgment i mean like we all have a point a and then in order to you know decide on what we want next or move into the lives that we want we have to get clear on what we want that point b to look like so we're going to be playing on growing you on all four of those different sides and then just being magical let's i mean like that's just that's just a thing so we thought again the, the easiest thing to do is you want to get to know who we are? Are we even worth listening to? The answer to that is yes. <laughs> and, and so I'm going to just talk a little bit more about Lisa. Um, I'm going to make up a bio for you because I decided. So Lisa McHale is an amazing um, Canadian businesswoman based out of Toronto, Ontario. She manages her multiple businesses while growing and fostering a relationship with her gorgeous daughter and making sure that she also knows that she can do anything that she decides to put her mind on. One of Lisa's recent attributes and uh, cling to fame is her continual strides in weight loss, where she has continually decided I deserve and I want and I'm choosing into changing my body into one that worked for me and therefore is on her way to releasing 100 pounds. With that, Lisa McGill. Okay, so first question. I know, that was great. I just, I'm so humbled. I mean, that just you got to know Cheryl. She is a, <laughs> I mean, she calls me the strategist, but she is so witty and ready. I mean, look what she just did on the plot. I, uh, you like how I dropped the voice and everything? I know. I was, really. Yeah, your tone's great. Your tone's great. Uh, I do have a share for you. I do uh -oh. have a share. It's a very big share, and I, I thought about it earlier, and I didn't even mention it when we were chatting. Today is my 100th day in a row of no flour, no sugar, weighing and measuring my food to a certain point, uh, following a plan. So... It's a pretty big day. I'm happy to celebrate with everybody here. A hundred days in a row. Thank yeah, thank you. It's a very, very big, big deal. I gotta, so can we jump in? Cause I gotta tell you like the other part of the story with that is no flour, no sugar for a hundred days. You know what I was thinking about doing? Like, uh, I want to say 21, 20 days ago or so was to celebrate. I was going to have scotch. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I would and then you know who then, you're talking to, right? I know that's why. And then, and then I was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this scotch away because I know alcohol is not really gonna be good for my body, and I want to have this aligned relationship with my body. We're up at the lake and at the marina that you were selling these um, chocolate brownie butter tarts, and you know, Lady J bought a, an extra one so that I could have one. And I was like, yeah, right? I'm celebrating 100 days, no flour, no sugar. And that's how I might celebrate tomorrow. So it's still up in the air. I haven't committed my food. Don't do it. You're going to get to 200 days. Um, I can take We're one day and restart for tomorrow. So this is, again, the navigating mindfulness is it's happening in my life. I, I just wanted to share. Today I am celebrating 100 days in a row, no flour, no sugar. And that is a very, very big deal. Um, we might want to put up a before and after, but I haven't taken one. So we'll have to do that today. So that's the other thing, right? Is like celebrating. That's part of the mental part of the square of doing that. And I never used to do that. So that's my big one. So thank you for acknowledging. Thank you for the bio. Uh, really, really love that. Uh, you're so good at this. Um, <laughs> well, okay. I'm a little drier. <laughs> that leads me, I guess, to my first question, which yes. was, what are you focusing on right now? So, of course, you've got your 100 days, uh, I guess, yeah. under your belt is the best way to say that. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, is there any other spaces that you're actively focusing on? So, I definitely focus on all sides of the square. So, the physical is um, getting outside a little bit more. I think the coronavirus, which we haven't even talked about, uh, the era that we're in 
for a long time we were sort of like not going out and we've been spending a lot of time in nature lately and so um adding in the physical part um I'm going to say emotionally, really my relationship with myself, like being able to celebrate a hundred days is a big deal. What I haven't shared with you is like before stringing a hundred days together, there were four months of the mental gymnastics it's been called of like, okay, I have a good day. I have a non-compliant day. I have a, you know, so that there was this teeter tottering for 160 days prior that that led to this and I think that was really part of the journey uh, the other relationship that I'm focused on obviously is the one with my daughter she's you know at 11 year in puberty and with again the coronavirus and trying to figure out what to do with school and and that and uh mentally um you know the business is a big part of that money is a big is a big part of the mental capacity fun is a big part of it uh, I feel really blessed that I get to do what I love um, again, coronavirus did have some impact on us. Um, it's been a gift because at least I have been able to spend some time with my daughter as she enters puberty. <laughs> um, and then the, the spiritual part, really, this is a big one. I think you've known me for a long time and I'm not very public. So the fact that you and I are doing this is a very big, very big deal that I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Very big deal. So yes, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I'm glad that we had some time before we actually did this so that I could get comfortable with it. So it's still learning to be uncomfortable, uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable, I would say. Yeah. So there's a yeah. lot. Uh, the big one is really right now, how, how will I celebrate the 100 days in a row? Do I just roll into 101 or what does that look like? Or do I continue the experiment and add in a little bit to see if if it's gonna send me squirrely um, and uh, really for work I mean it's it's September is coming like is there how are we gonna grow the businesses and what are we doing and a lot of it really does stem from from us um, I would also like to start dating at some point it's it's the time and the space and the clarity around that is you know what I'm seeking so I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize it by saying the biggest thing is um, stabilizing my morning routines and my nighttime routines because I find that when I do those two things I just function a lot better I feel better my body is in alignment with what I'm doing um, and so it means like meditating journaling with your journals actually right mm -hmm. yes um, not I mean and I will at this point I will testify it's been my journal of choice since I started using them that's probably 20 I want to say 15. Sure. I don't know. When did you buy your first one? Was it when I was still in America? Yes. Oh. Oh, that nice. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I'm pretty sure because I couldn't get my thing to work because of my postal code. That was when my U.S. card wasn't working. Wow. And I had to do something. Yeah. So it's been five years. I have. I probably have almost. No, I don't have every color. I didn't do your red, white, and blue one. But I have, but I have the other ones. Okay. Yeah, I love her products. Anyway, so, um, so yes, the journals, um, and then doing some type of physical activity. The toughest for me though is uh, turning off my screens at nine o'clock at night, and making sure that I'm sleeping by a certain time. That mm -hmm. has been, that has been a challenge. So, um, regarding the physical, which has been my primary concern because my square was like I was like seven eight nine ten all around and my physical was like five <laughs> for all of the journals including my last one mm. so I'm very excited to start my new one with your you know your guided journaling parts where it might not be a five or a six this time it might be a little bit might be a little bit more uh, symmetrical I guess is a word yeah yeah. Yes, I'm very excited about that. And that really happens one meal at a time. Like it's literally one meal at a time. So while it sounds very simple, probably for most, it is the thing that I struggle with by far with anything. And it has a trickling effect on everything else. Yeah. Right? So uh, my relationships are better with myself and my daughter and everyone else. Um, and I'm able to think a lot clearer. 
for the fun parts like we're finally doing this together and you know my daughter and I will do more outdoor things um and lo and behold I'm actually doing this with you which is like a mega mega jump of magic mega it's um, gorgeous I love that and I guess another question that I have is like what has been the biggest area of your life that has shifted as you've gone through your personal growth journey of course like if I'm not mistaken before you even got into the personal growth magic like you were already an entrepreneur and you were already like doing the thing so yeah. from then and then until now what do you think has been like the biggest thing that's changed for you that's a great question um Gosh, I've always been a faithful person. So yes, the universe for me, I think it's, it's always been God in the universe. Um, so my faith has remained intact. I'm going to say, uh, I mean, owning my power gracefully, if that makes sense, like the understanding of it's mine with, you know, the God and the universal supernatural added and learning to tap into that. And then using power as opposed to force. There is, I have learned a very big difference between forcing something and then, you know, the power of receiving, like right when we were talking about earlier. Um, and then the grace part. I think when you're, when you're forcing things, it can be, perceived as being abrasive, aggressive, assertive, as opposed to when you apply the grace to the power, it's just so much more pleasant, right? Yeah. I, I'm going to say those are probably the biggest things. And then overarching, I can apply that to what we are referring to as the piece of mind square. Yeah, and, I love it. Yeah. I think that's very interesting because I know for myself, like I'm previously um was very much used to having to be the person that made things happen you know like i was always the person my mom asked to fix things because if she asked somebody else it just wasn't going to get done for quite a long time or um even when it came to work or anything like that like i have to be the one to do the things delegating was very difficult you know trusting people to be able to do the thing that i you know want them to do was very difficult for me and i think um I used to have a lot of value and get a lot of satisfaction out of achieving, you know, like, oh, this was so hard and that bad, you know, that top when you get there, you're like, yeah, I did the thing, look at me. And now I don't think it's like I've gotten older and it's changed. It's just like, I just don't see the value in struggle anymore. And I've noticed how much, and I think it was just like the active practice of letting things fall into place for me and just like practicing that trust. Um, I've noticed how much more delicious that outcome is versus, you know, struggling and striving for a goal, hitting the goal and then just thinking, okay, well, what's the next thing? It's not as, you know, like, it, like I don't have the energy to celebrate the goal because I expended it out trying to push it into place versus if I was attempting to create something or have something happen and then, you know, just be very clear, like, this is what I want it to look like and it's going to be great. And then just seeing it all come into place is just so delicious and, and actively attempting to allow my life to run that way in more areas has brought me so much more peace of mind and also increased the capacity I have to do things as well. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like I want to live until like, you know, I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? So that takes a look at the stress that you have in your life. That takes a look at, you know, your weight, your habits, like, are you giving to yourself? And if you're not giving to yourself in that context, like your, your body's not going to be able to give to you. So super important there. Yeah. Um, okay. So last question, I guess is what do you think or why do you think people should go through personal growth work? Ooh, uh, right? That was a delicious one. Like, <laughs> Gotta love you, man. This is, this is the whole reason, right? You're just so good at um, really extracting the good from people and, and guiding them. It's amazing. Um, you know, there's somebody said like you don't know what you don't know mm. right and and if we go with that original stat it's like you're only using 10 percent of your brain mm -hmm. 
And if your brain is the source connected to your heart, connected to above, um, it's sort of the gateway. And if you're not willing to put the work in there, then I, I just, for me, based on experience, like when you talk about sharing and the experience of, you don't have the practice of, of going a little bit further or, or, or giving yourself permission to dream, right? Mm -hmm. Because of these limiting beliefs, if you will. Um, so for me, uh, my fundamental belief is that everyone deserves the time and the space to do the personal and professional development. And, and the reality is we live in a, in a world that not everybody has that opportunity. And so if you have the opportunity, why wouldn't you do it? Mm -hmm. Right? So for me, it's everyone deserves to do it so that they can achieve whatever their greatest purpose is in life. That said, I know that there are people who don't have access to it and their whole function in life is just to be happy doing the same thing all the time. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, in it, I believe that there's still personal growth and professional growth. Like even if you're walking and you're watering plants along the way, like you still have a purpose and that that is still going to manifest itself. In the context in which we're speaking, where you're actively tapping into you and you are seeking this, um, it is for me to, to live your fullest life right? To, to become aware, right? We talk about this all the time, the awareness, the labeling of so that you can experience and release it. And for me, it is that purest love factor that I can have for others and myself. Yeah. So that's the other one, right? As women, as a mother, um, the last 10 and a half years have really been focused on her and her her needs and somewhere in there it got a little muddy and so um it, it's all of that and and so if if I can be better for myself and for her then it, it's gonna I can only assume it's gonna be the same for everybody else right and if everybody else does the same thing then the world is just gonna be so much brighter and better and happier so um I believe it starts with the individual and that's why I think it's really important my goodness, girl, you got me into this whole deep thinking. I'm like, <laughs> I love that because like for me, I really feel like everybody does have a different definition of success, which you did touch on. Some people it's um, being able to just feel happy every day as you're doing the things that you're doing. And that right. could differently that could look like picking strawberries that could look like you know um we've got house cleaners that love cleaning houses that's their zone of genius that's like their that like calms them that's their sweet spot we've got some people that want to have like multinational conglomerates and like that feeling of achievement is what they're here to do everybody's got a different thing and as long as for me i'm like as long as people are moving towards that as long as they are um not letting their own limitations take them somewhere that they don't need to be that are, isn't serving them and I think even you know the process of le relearning because in our school systems we haven't been taught like what is self-actualization how do we become entrepreneurs how do we even ask for what we want and I'm, I'm going to even talk about the whole like sex ed situation like we tell people like how to not get pregnant or about you know abstinence or like uvulas or whatever however we don't tell them about like okay how do you ask for what you want what is a healthy relationship like how do you practice communicating with that person yeah. and like, these are the things that we you know as we grow go along we notice like hey this is a blind spot we have and in doing personal growth work then it makes it easier for us to notice our blocks move through them and like really get the the deliciousness that we've been wanting, you know, sure. let's all move towards our highest versions of ourselves. And that's super yeah. important. One last add on before we turn over to you oh uh, is, I mean, about you and I, it, this is really uh, an example of the support that is required also in all areas when you are looking to make a big move or to elevate or to navigate having a guide is, is, is important. And sometimes it is the mirror reflections of others in front of you or around you that can, can reveal the blind spots, mm -hmm. right. That are going to propel you forward. And so one of the major things 
months in the 100 days together, like stringing those 100 days together, is the amount of support. So I want to thank you up until now just for everything before we turn over. And, you know, what's on your mind today, Miss Sutherland? Geez, I mean, there's always a lot of things. Like, I'm really excited because, okay, so as of right now, it's August 27th. There's been so much that's gone on for everybody in Rona season, and my business has taken a clear 180. Um, whereas where I was operating from before was very, um, it was still delicious. However, it wasn't as good as it could be. And then um, really allowing me to work within my zone of genius, which is doing more speaking, doing more workshops, like that facilitation versus attempting to just build a e-commerce company. And although, you know, Please Notes is amazing, it was a stepping stone. It is, continues to be a stepping stone in helping me evolve. And this is why I'm A, so passionate about personal growth and then also entrepreneurship because I honestly feel like starting your own business is the biggest personal growth workshop you could ever go into because you have to challenge a lot of your own expectations, you know, being able to practice trusting people, like relying on other people, you know, like even like being able to be vulnerable to share, this is what I'm doing. This is why it's amazing. And this is why you should support me is something that, you know, you have to say. So it really allows you to get out of your own way. And then every single time, something new is going to happen. Like the first time you talk to somebody about carrying your stuff and then they totally screw you over. Like, how do you price yourself? Like, how do you ask for like the things that you want? One of the things that have been coming up for me is I don't speak for free anymore. And that's something that I'm very clear about and I'm very excited about because um, I've gone through that phase of practicing and, you know, being able to share and feeling very confident in the things that I'm doing now. And therefore my thing is coming up against, okay, when somebody asked me to do an event, I'm like, cool, awesome. What's a compensation? Like, what does that look like? What is the value exchange? And I actually have a blog post on the police notes website about this as like, okay, well, there has to be something There has to be an energetic win-win. Um, for some people it comes up to like they do want to practice and they do want to refine some things and that's totally fine you're getting something out of that um for me i'm like i know my thing i know um i have all the systems in place and being able to offer like a free download and maybe get some emails doesn't do it for me i've done that you know the traction isn't there what i want is the energy exchange so if you're not able to afford my speaker fee i totally get it however what are you going to proffer somebody in exchange? Um, and I think that like, that's something that's, it's kind of, it's a new place where I have to say, yeah, okay, well then this is what this looks like. And you know, some people are more willing and they're just like, yeah, here's the money. This is totally fine. Send me an, over an invoice or a proposal and I've got it all together and that's it. However, I think that's, that's the whole point of all of this is to run up against those glass ceilings, those roadblocks, those opportunities for growth and then understand why is this an issue for you and how you can transcend and like what is it you want and then move towards that. So um, I'm really excited about that. I actually have an email in my inbox that I do have to reply to that is the same thing. That's why it kind of came up. I'm all like, y'all know I don't, I don't, I don't do this for free. Like during the conversation, and it's a quick segue, during the conversation, um, we were talking on the phone and I was like, okay, cool. What's the compensation? And she starts telling me about like the promotional plan. I was like, okay. And then I was all like, did I stutter? Like, did I say something wrong? And having to be like, okay, well that sounds good. But like, again, what is, what does the compensation look like? And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, you know, like, are you paying people for this or are you like, what does that look like? And it was so difficult for me to be able to say that. Like, it was weird. And then after she's like, oh, yeah, let me just double check on that. But like, how many levels do we have to go through in order to get what we want? Like, it's, it's this lovely practice of like, no, I'm advocating for myself. It's so weird. But that's, that's me. Yeah. No, it really ties into the awareness. So you're aware, right, that you have had enough practice and that it is out there for you to be paid. Um, and two, you're labeling it, it's called compensation. Whether you call it a, an energy, it's a comp you're being compensated. Um, 
and so now you're experiencing it. And I, you know, somebody had asked me, what does it mean to experience something fully? And so I think you, you've answered that question with this because you're experiencing it. You're going to keep practicing it until you no longer need to practice it anymore. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it becomes released. And so, again, magic with you. I had an outstanding question. Thank you for the example. So what else? What else is going on? What else I like how you're not asking me any questions and no, you're just because, saying what, no, what else. Because it, I know it comes up. I mean, I can say specifically, it's like, okay, so that's work-related. And so I, I, can, I can go into relationships. Sure, why not? Let's okay. go why not? Let's go there because I'm sure you have some juiciness to share that's going to benefit others, maybe even me. <laughs> so it's like, what's going on uh, with your like relationships with self, with others, family, maybe even? I love how you're actually not asking me a specific question. Ask me a specific question, Lisa. I want it. How's it going with your dating? What's the last oh, thing? Well, let me tell you about my dating. <laughs> well, with my dating, um, so I have, dating is trick is very interesting. Um, and I feel like everywhere that I've lived, so I'm originally from Calgary, Alberta, moved to California. I was living in Long Beach and like LA for a couple years, then moved to Ontario. So now I'm back in Canada and I've noticed that there are definitely different dating styles um, within all those different areas. So me being a heterosexual, uh, heterosexual cisgender women, woman of color, um, things are just, you know, there's just different levels to things that I'm not used to, I guess. And so one of the things that I've been running into as of late is just really stepping into like, okay, well, what is it that I want and being very clear and like really living as if I'm in this delicious relationship that I do desire. Cause what I, what I'm looking at right now is getting into a relationship that's a term, And then if, if it works, then getting married if with this particular person, um, I do want to get married. I'm I'm go back and forth about children only because I want it to be like, I want to raise children in a partnership. And if I don't have that, then it's, that's tricky for me. Um, but that's just, of course, my personal thing. Some people love, like, we'll do all the things to get all the children. I'm, I'm really good. <laughs> if I don't have a, it's like, I want a dog, but unless I have somebody else to have that shared responsibility, like I'm just, I'm not about it. So I'll be a great dog auntie and a great human auntie. Um, but the great thing that's been happening as of late with dating is I've noticed that I have practiced asking for what I want in more areas of my life and not this one. So when it comes to like physicality, when it comes to, you know, like, okay, God, I want this, like talking to, you know, the universe and stuff like that. I'm used to um, doing that. And previously in my, in my previous life, I don't know, before getting into, you know, really practicing personal growth work, I had a lot of difficulty in regards to being a people pleaser and then having to be a different person for different people based on what I assumed they needed from me. Um, and then that was really tricky because it was super draining energetically. However, now I'm like, okay, I'm clear on what I want my relationship to be with. I want to be with somebody that's equally yoked, um, that has a high wealth consciousness, that is um, really interested in pursuing me. And then just like, you know, being that person um, that like, we're very similar in some ways where they're very like progressive or open-minded. And then of course they, you know, are very much actively working on themselves as well. And what I've been encountering as a result of my attraction properties um, is been people that aren't that as yet. And it's interesting because like there was this one person I was talking to just even like yesterday and even going and like planning a date, like why, why do I have to just ask, like, like you're, if you're asking a person out, plan the date is really not a difficult thing, a concept. If I was to ask a man out, I'd be like, okay, cool, let's meet here and like do the things, right? Like it doesn't really have to be that difficult. However, I I felt guilty asking like, wait, you were going to plan this date? Like, like what is all this talk? And I'm, and even with this, the guy that I was talking to previously, I was like, okay, um, 
you know, like you want to meet in person, where are we going to meet? And he's like, you come to my house. I'm like, no, A, it's Rona season. And B, um, I've seen enough criminal minds. I'm not going to just drive all the way up to your house and just like, be like, hey, look at me. I'm random. Like, like, I'm not, I'm not going to, like Shamar Moore would shout, like, you know, like wag his finger at me. Like, I'm not doing that. Right. So like, how do I, how do I continue to just hold the space of, no, this is what I want and communicating that instead of like feeling the need to come in and be like, oh, well, maybe he doesn't know, or maybe he's not used to having to ask or blah, blah, blah. Like I switched to this mode that's really icky and super low energy. Um, so I noticed that again, coming up with this, this person, we were supposed to apparently hang out at 930 at night yesterday and I was like okay well what are we doing what do you have planned he's like we'll just talk I'm all like why would I drive an hour just to talk to you when we could do that over the phone like what do you want to do he's okay well let's go to a restaurant okay what restaurant do you want to go to I don't know anywhere with veg and I'm like so are you like let me know when you've picked a place and then you know 8 30 comes around and he's like oh I just finished up at work um and he works for himself I just finished up at work uh, would, it was like, where, where do you want to go? I'm like, you haven't like taking the time to actually just plan something. It doesn't take that much energy. However, at the same time, it just shows how, how for me, how much a person respects you, like what expectations, like, do you want to actually take care of me? Can you actually lead me? Is this actually going to be a, a like a healthy long-term relationship? Because I'm very much an alpha and I don't want to have to be an alpha woman with a beta man in that context. Like if you're willing to say like, oh, this is what I want. I don't want to have to coax this out of you. I don't want this relationship to be me like pulling you to do things. Like what is this? It's, it should be 50-50 versus, or like a hundred, a hundred, ideally, versus like a 110 or 130 and like 70 right so it's it's and then so like really having that conversation of like letting things go and just being like you know what the right person's gonna come and it's gonna be amazing and I'm not really interested in this person that much anyway like obviously they're showing me who they are like personality wise and it's just not what works for me yeah I love that you at the very beginning were very clear that you needed to be equally yoked and you kind of just went full circle and went 100 and one, like, I love that you went through the whole 50, 50, no 100, 100. And then if it's not, so, I mean, you're clear and I am, you're clear in practice. I yeah. become unclear <laughs> the waffler <laughs> Pour some syrup on me, baby. Cause I waffle. Well, if they, if they came up with that idea on their own, I'm pretty sure you'd be game for it. But if you had to tell them that, you'd probably be like... I don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to do that. Okay, and it's so clear. never had to ask, like, if a person asked me out and they're like, yeah, let's go and do something. I'm like, cool, what are we doing? And they're like, hey, let's just go meet at Dave and Buster's. Let's do this at 8.30 on Thursday. Cool, yeah. awesome. That way I know what to wear. That way I know, like, where to go. Like, I can plan my day around that. But if you're like trying to tell me 30 minutes before we're supposed to meet, this is what the plan is. Like, do you actually really care about this? Right. Yeah. Noted. So for the gentlemen that are going to be tuning in, be prepared. Jesus. Be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a very specific question now that we've tackled. Oh, Thank you, Lisa. You're very welcome. So I know that... <laughs> Physical is on both of our radars. Yeah. We're very aware of the mind-body connection. And you mentioned this earlier on about getting into alignment with your body. So where are you right now with your body? Like we are actually really good friends right now. And um honestly, it's probably the best friendship that we've ever had before. Um, whereas I think I was so used to always seeing the negatives. And like now looking back in pictures, like what everybody does when they get, you know, a little older or thicker or whatever, they're like, I really wish that I had, could see myself the way I see myself now back then. Do you know what I mean? Like really like, cause I was a one delicious, you know, like before my body type became popularized and in fashion or whatever, um, I looked 
Exactly. Your body type. I mean, <laughs> like, just make sure you follow on the Instagrams. It's fine. It's fine. However, like, I'm tall. I'm like five nine and a half, and like my body type is one that is is pear shaped, right? So, um, however, a lot of my insecurities were around my weight, my non-existent pooch. Um, you know, I've had some boyfriends comment about like arm fat and I'm just all like, okay, well now I'm going to make this an issue in my head. Um, even cellulite, cellulite was a big thing for me, especially like growing up. I got cellulite before I even got my period. I think it was like 11 or 12 when that first happened. And I was like, people were like, what is this? And of course, for me, my, the place that I went to was guilt and shame. Right. Um, and then now I think that there's, because I've actively been like, you know what? I'm listening to my body. She knows exactly what she wants to do. Again, that level of trust is really growing there. And like when it comes to like working out, when it comes to eating things, like I don't deny myself anything. However, I'm like, is this something that I want right now? And I'm like, does this work for me? Does this not work for me? If it works for me, do it. Eating out of joy versus guilt. And that has actually been working for me really well. Um, I threw away my scale, which was really fun. I haven't been on a scale in over like maybe like a year, year and a half. Um, and then before that, it was probably like a year as well. Um, you know, not setting goals around what my weight loss is like, oh, I'm going to talk to that person or I'm going to buy new clothes or I'm going to treat myself to this when I hit this number on the scale. Like that level of conditional love is not what I want in my life. And it's also not what I want with my relationship with my body. So um, now, I mean, like I work out pretty regularly and I make sure that I do things that are fun, that feel really good for both me and her, I guess. Um, and then when it comes to eating, like, again, like just having more fun with things. And I think that that's been the most interesting part of it. Um, in addition to that, just really celebrating myself. Like now when I look in the mirror, I'm just all like, God I look delicious. <laughs> like, is this what other people get to see all the time? Because they are so lucky and authentically meaning that and understanding that. Even when I see like my tattoos, like that are going over my rolls or the cellulite, like understanding that, like, like I have a very delicious body and everybody does as long as you decide that you do. I mean, like, look at David Spade. Like he gets so many girls all the time. And you're just like, how does he do that? Because he loves himself and he believes yeah. in himself. So it's the same thing. Um, also one thing I recently found out is that cellulite wasn't even a thing until the first world war. Like it was just your leg. Like legit people were like, that's actually something that was made up by the beauty industry to sell more products to women because now they were entering the workforce and they saw it as an opportunity to make money. The same way that people actually started doing like, you have to freeze your eggs at a certain time, otherwise like you're not gonna be able to have uh, kids. That was actually created by people that are owning these like cryogenic companies or whatever that needed to boost uh, money. They just took advantage of women's, I guess, like playing on their emotions yeah playing on their emotions and being like oh you need to fix this this is a problem you had on your uh, in yourself and so for myself who i've actively had like a plethora of cellulite since i was again very young looking at my body and instead of being like oh i would look absolutely perfect if i didn't have like all these wrinkles and dips and etc cetera, etc cetera, to being like oh my gosh look at my body shape because i am delicious and and really sitting in that space and owning it and that's why i love people like um the bird's papaya she's doing something very similar in regards to you know like her stomach and her stretch marks and her her cellulite and all that sort of stuff as she's gone through and grown you know multiple people out of her body right and then also like continuing to show that she had difficulty with her body when she was younger like body dysmorphia is still something that a lot of people work with and then just the more that we practice loving and trusting ourselves and taking care of ourselves that it's like the better we're all in or we are all at i'm like i wore this outfit last weekend that i was like i've never worn like i would have never worn something like this outside and i'm kind of scared and it was amazing and i'm so proud of myself 
And like, I'm like, you're doing it for the Graham show. Like the pictures all look great. And I look so good. And I had so much fun and like just wearing shorts. Like I've never really worn shorts before. And like, that's something that I feel like a lot of people don't understand. Like that is, that's something that's so freeing. If you've never allowed yourself to wear a specific piece of clothing because you've had a body issue right it's I don't know it's wild I love it you know what congratulations to you though thank um, you yeah I'm wearing cut off shorts right now wait can you see it show the body show the okay. body I mean like it's a thing hang on there it, is. there it is yeah so you can see the shorts look at that Ooh. <laughs> The chair did not break, and I'm proud of myself. Uh, you know, girl. Um, yeah, you're so amazing, though. Like, you have so much courage, you know, that I, it's it's quite inspiring. I, Thank I don't you. know if I would have done this without you, so I appreciate you for that. Um, I like how you gave me a curveball question, so... I may reciprocate. Are you open? Whole question? I don't know. At the very end, you're like, why should people do um, the business side? So my question is going to be about, you know, the title that we came in with, Navigating Mindfulness, and, and our intent for speaking with um, business people or people who want to get into it. Why do you think the two are so important? Like the peace of mind square and how it's going to impact business as a whole. Well, one of the things that I love is that um, the saying that whatever you do in one area of your life, you do in all areas of your life. However you do one thing, you do every, everywhere. You do the same thing everywhere in your life. And I think that um, when you take a look at integrating mindfulness in your life, all it is, is you're training your most important tool, which is your brain. Like you could learn how to do algebra. You can like, you know, get other people to do your accounting. However, when it comes to succeeding in your goals, leading your life, like even just changing the way you feel in a day-to-day -day basis, there's no way that you can outsource that. There's no way that you can control that or have that happen externally. Um, and and it would be remiss for you to do that. Like, could you imagine um, leaving that power in other people's hands to either make you happy or make you sad when you are authentically the only one that has the power to make you happy, make you sad, make you successful, make you loyal, make you feel secure, make you abundant, you know, give you the freedom that you desire. And I think the more that you actually, yes, the more you actually start to unlock that and not even like all the way on the woo-woo side, like you can play in that where you're like out there doing ayahuasca, which is amazing, FYI. You can, go and like, you can go all the way out there where you're like on a silent retreat in like Tibet or something if you want, like all the way like that way, but like authentically, like how do you apply this in the day-to-day Right. Um, the day-to-day -day portions like how do you choose to get bad news and be like okay how do I disseminate this so I move through it quicker um, I don't like to waste time I don't like to waste energy I'm very I, I attempt to go for efficiency and I think that personal growth feeds into that because it's like the quicker you can get over this blockage the quicker you could step into something else like let's say for example I used to really I used to feel like I was a burden and it's very weird for me to say that now because I, I recognize that and it's so different from where I am right now. And I think it's also because I value myself so much more. Um, and so with that, I would have never asked for help. I would have never been like, Hey, can we work together or DM someone? I would have to feel like I needed to do it by myself, which probably was why I ended up being the way that I was, which is very interesting because I'm only piecing this together during this call. So right. very interesting. magical question. Look at how that happened. Um, however, with that, um, if I had not been willing to ask, if I had not been willing to reach out for support, if I had not been able to just practice, you know, understanding my value, then there's so many doors that I would have never been able to open. If I had not said yes to personal growth work, then I would have not had the amazing relationships with the friends and family that I do now.
Um, I have never had such supportive, holistic, like no matter, like no shit, no kidding relationships where I can actually just ask somebody for something or have a conversation without expecting that they expect something from me in return. I've never, before that, I never had that. Um, in addition to like when it comes to work or when it comes to business, like the other day I slid in somebody's DMs and I was like, oh my gosh, I love your work. I think you're hashtag amazing. Like I would love to do something together. Let's put together a call. Of course, in my super excited, this is going to be amazing, like text voice. Um, and she said, yes. And then as a result, I was able to launch one of like my first six week, now it's a seven week course that you know, I got 3,000 people registered, over 500 people in a Zoom room. Could I have done that myself? Maybe in a couple years. Yeah, for sure. However, the fact that like, I was very clear that I was ready for this level of success now, all I need to do is practice acting from that place and allowing it to come in. I wouldn't have been able to do that before. Same thing. I would have probably been like still living in Calgary, pregnant and been like upset with my life. Like my first boyfriend was horrific. And, <laughs> and, um, but that's would have been my expectation. So in taking the time to really s allow yourself to dream, to believe that you could have the things that you had have the things that you want and then have those dialogues, having that conversation, really being able to disseminate from what's real and what's your brain is just making up to keep you safe is so, so important. So I love everybody that. here with personal growth work, we're amazing. I love it. I love it. So with that, I know, um, I think we're coming up on time a little bit here. Yeah, we totally are. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> the I mean, first episode was always supposed to be longer anyway. Yeah. Well, um, we definitely revealed a lot about ourselves and there's a theme for you. I want to just highlight before we go is like practice asking like you're already, I have no problem asking, but I'm not clear hundred percent all the time because there's so many options. And so I, again, it's one meal at a time for, for me. Um, for you though, I, I, when, when you play this back, if you listen to it, it's, it's definitely the practicing to ask. And so it's been beautiful to watch, alongside you like as we've been over the last five I want to say five years um yeah just to see the development and growth I'm so excited for you I know you're a phenomenal speaker and um very excited that you're doing these classes so me too with that um what's the next step for our navigating mindfulness okay that was a horrible drum roll but it's fine the next right. step Basically, what are we going to do next? So the yeah. whole um, layout of the um, that we wanted for these yeah. is that every other episode, we will bring on a guest that talks about a specific part of the peace of mind square. So we're going to be talking about finances. We're going to be talking about relationships. We're going to be talking about physical stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, these normally will run about 30 minutes at a time. So you'll get a little less us and then, you know, a little bit more of the guest. And then of course, we're still going to continue having these conversations of things that we're growing through, whether you get a lovely update about my delicious dating um, situations um, or if, you know, like uh, Lisa's daughter is like navigating some stuff, we get to hear about it. Um, and then it's going to keep continuing to go uh, forward moving that way um and then of course how do you stay in touch with us in the meantime make sure that again that you subscribe to the podcast you send it out to any people that you feel like could use a little bit of something something um in addition what you're going to want to do is uh make sure you stay in touch with us i know for myself i'm on social media um we're going to drop the links below in the show notes and so you can connect with both of us as well um and then if you've got any ideas any thought processes around things that you want us to share people you would like us to bring on we would love to hear from you because again it's in the sharing that's where we grow and that's why we're here together to do this stuff is for this growth. So with that, I feel complete in today. What do you feel, Lisa? I feel great. I want to thank you for, for doing the intro and, and telling everybody what's next and just really having fun with you today. I'm very excited. That's one of the things I, I'm actively attempting to work on is having more fun. And this seems like, and it always seemed like so much fun. Um, and so I think that that's 
you need to find it. Everybody needs to find something that, or not even need, but something that fills you in a way that's, that, you know, you can have that sort of fun while you're still doing a lot of the things Perfect. that you're doing. You know what I mean? Like Rona season is difficult for everyone. However, you know, we've got to just have the opportunity to play with new things and practice new things. So with that, um, I'm going to sign off. Uh, thank you again, Lisa, for being hashtag amazing, hashtag amazing. And um, awesome. yeah, make sure you come back. We'd love to have you hang yeah. out, send us an email, do all the things. Thanks so, everybody. Have a great day. Bye. Have a good one. Like this. <laughs>